Coming up on Encouragement Live, life to some degree is in chaos with pain and confusion, but there is a solution. Christian life coach John Coleman joins me for Encouragement Live. Welcome to Encouragement Live, providing biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of practical life issues. Now here's your host, Don Hawkins, author of Master Discipleship Today. Thank you, Steve. And friend, it's so good to have you with us as live from studios at First Baptist Church of Fate, Texas, Encouragement Communications presents Encouragement Live. Tonight, I'm joined by John Coleman, a longtime friend. We go back, John, I believe, almost to the 1970s, maybe even 69. Late 60s. Late 60s. Yes, uh, we both worked for a powerhouse 250-watt clear channel station. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got clear to the county line. That's clear. Yes. To the general manager's yeah. house. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. KHBR in Hillsboro. And John is now on faculty at uh, Laterno University. Uh, he holds a couple of master's degrees. Uh, he is a certified Christian life coach. Uh, he's a pastor, has played many roles, many roles in radio, and is a great friend. John, great to have you back on the Thank program. Thank you, Don. It's always a pleasure and a lot of fun to be here with you. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about your spiritual journey and some of the most recent challenges that you faced. To make a long story real short, I would say that because I grew up in a Christian family, grew up in church. I was never not connected to that which I would call my spiritual growth or my faith journey. Yep. Had the ups, had the downs, had the sure. ins, had the outs. Yeah. Only in recent years has my Christian walk been challenged by the things of life. Most yeah. recently, the the totally unexpected death of my son yeah. uh, last year, right before COVID hit, 32 yeah. years old. Yeah, and uh, that, John, is such a devastating thing when we have that happen mm. in our lives. And with COVID, and you brought up COVID, think about the half million plus people who've lost a loved one in this family, and you could relate to them as a coach as teaching psychologists and counselors at Laterno University. Uh, you know, it's one thing to know the theory about grief and all this, but man, you've been there. Let me say this for our listeners who may be experiencing either recent grief or even grief that has, has lasted for years and yeah. years. Mm -hmm. People are very good-naturedly will say to you, you know, you just need to, to get over it. Yeah. Don, you never get Worst over it. Worst thing you could tell somebody, You never John, get over it. And you don't. You, you know, learn right? to move yeah. forward with that. Yeah. And part of coaching is helping people come to grips with their grief if yeah. it has kind of taken over their lives. And for some of you, that's happened, and we want to talk with you about it. John and I would love to pray with you, to encourage you. In fact, that's what Encouragement Live is all about. <laughs> Our toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. That's 855-586-5433. And by the way, John is a part of the uh, Board of uh, Trustees of the Master Life Coach Training Institute, along with uh, other honors and what accolades, and uh, just a joy to have you. And you can learn more about how to train to become a certified Christian life coach by visiting our website, masterlifecoach.org. And we have a, almost a full house tonight 
uh, Brent Creeley, uh, Keith Mayo, and Danny, and Brad, and Rodney, and Nikki, and Elizabeth, and Mario, and Bill, and Nathan, who is Bill's grandson. So mm. good to have a full house in the studio. Had the opportunity to greet a number of our friends at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention this past weekend. Uh, Jonathan Coker was there, one of the folks who was present. Also a chance to visit with Jim Stanley, who's the GM at American Family Radio Network, and a number of other people as well, John, including some former students of Mm -hmm, mine. mm -hmm. We'll not spend too much time on that, but I have a great quote from June Hunt when we come back. Our toll-free number, 855-586-LIFE. We'll be back. Christian coaching has been called a discipline to help people grow without telling them what to do. If this sounds like something you'd like to use to serve God and help others, check out the 14-week training program available online at masterlifecoach.org. Becoming a life coach will expand your vision, build your confidence, unlock your potential, activate your ministry gifts, and grow your people skills. Learn more at masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. The focus is Jesus. The message is the gospel. The task is the Great Commission. Global Advance founder Dr. David Shibley on the focus of his worldwide ministry. Prayer is more important than ever before. These men live in danger and our teams that go to minister to them are increasingly in danger. To learn more about empowering frontline leaders worldwide, visit globaladvance.org. That's globaladvance.org. Tonight on Encouragement Live, we're talking about dealing with life in chaos, pain and confusion, and there is a solution. Christian Life Coach John Coleman is here with me, and the toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. You'd like to call us tonight about the pain, the confusion, the grief, the loss, the anxiety, uh, whatever is going on in your life, we can talk with you, pray with you about it, coach you up and encourage you. We'd love to do so. 855-586-5433. John, I put together some material the other day from the Master Life Coach Training Institute talking about what is happening with our culture, Hmm. moving in a terribly non-biblical direction. And uh, three things come to mind. One is cancel culture. And, you know, that's the factor that uh, you tear down people's statues, including Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and other people like that. You cancel everything from the past. Sexual distortion, which means in the beginning God created man and then created woman, and uh, somehow that doesn't work and you choose your own sexual identity at age five. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's critical race theory, which, again, uh, really— in my judgment, that's my personal opinion, is more racist than almost anything that's come down the pike lately. Uh, Here's the quote from June Hunt. All of these things are contributing uh, to our life, but cancel culture. And June spent some time. She was given the award and congratulations and kudos for the Hall of Fame for Christian Broadcasting, and she's done a masterful job doing live on-air counseling. She said, the beautiful thing about the Christian faith 
is that the Christian culture cancels cancel culture. Mm. Cancel mm. culture will not forgive Abraham Lincoln for past failures, even for things that he was assassinated and was unable to fulfill promises. Sure. Same thing with other people as well. But the whole Christian faith is all about forgiveness. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God forgives sins and gives us everlasting life. And the bottom line is that forgiveness is available to every single man or woman who places their trust in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I looked at three passages of Scripture. I won't quote the references. Don't have time before the break. But God puts our sins in the depths of the sea. He moves them as far as the east is from the west, an infinite distance, by mm -hmm. the way. North to south would be finite. And he says their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. Uh, God obviously is not capable of forgetting, but he can choose to forget. Absolutely. And that's what he's done for us, John. In, his, in, in God's divine sovereignty and his total enamoration, his total love for his children— he is able to say, yes, I could continue to hold this against you. I could continue to make this difficult for you. I choose not to so that you don't have to. Yeah. And what a blessing that is for yes. us. Yes, and I do that on the basis of the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ Absolutely. and his resurrection from the dead. Mm. The bottom line, four words, sin, we've all sinned. Penalty, the penalty is there for all of us. The penalty was paid by Jesus when he died on the cross. Then he rose again to guarantee it so we can trust in him. Amen. If you'd like to talk about it, 855-586-LIFE. That's 855-586-5433. John and I will be right back. Businesses have faced many marketing challenges this past year. Iris Selmans of Dynamic Whisper Marketing offers helpful insights. Brand your company, your team as consultants. No matter what your service or your product is, you need to use consistency and repetition. And you need to understand that social media plants your company in people's minds. SEO enables people to find your business. You can learn more at dynamicwhispermarketing.com. With Original Medicare, you don't have a network. You can go to every hospital and doctor nationwide that is accepting Original Medicare. Medicare can be so confusing. And Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Medicare Part C is Medicare Advantage plans. That's your HMOs, your PPOs. Medicare Part D is your prescription drug plan. No one wants a penalty. Nobody wants to have to pay more than they have to pay. you got to know how these work, and that's what we explain. Tony King has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. And when they get on Medicare, they're just bombarded with all sorts of mail, and they don't know what is the right thing to do, how do I enroll, what is the donut hole, and they get fearful. You can learn more or find out about Tony's next Zoom conference at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S dot com. When you need to consider independent or assisted living or memory care for a parent or spouse, Restoration Senior Living provides a distinctively Christian setting with the most stringent quality care. Restoration's innovative program addresses the medical, emotional, and spiritual dimensions, leading to an enhanced quality of life. You can learn more at RestorationSL.com. That's RestorationSL.com. 
Encouragement Live tonight featuring John Coleman, Christian Life Coach, member of the board of the Master Life Coach Training Institute. And this is an address you may want to jot down, masterlifecoach.org. You could see John in the studio. He just picked up his pen. And I'm hoping that many of you around the country are doing the same thing. Pick up your pen and jot down. He just stuck it in his pocket. (laughs) Masterlifecoach.org. Good to have Bill Green back with us tonight. Mm. He brought his grandson with him, part of our team handling calls. And you folks want to call in. We've got some friendly people waiting to talk with you. Real friendly. 855-586-LIFE. 855-586-5433. If your life has been in chaos, if it is still in chaos, we have some things to share with you that we think can help with the pain, the grief, the solution. And particularly tonight, we want to focus in on grandparents. Mm -hmm. John, you talked to me earlier tonight about the fact that you had your grandchildren come over. I've seen my grandkids. Uh, they, They spent a week. In Gulf Shores on vacation, I got a mm. chance to, yeah. to to be with them, hear the stories, see the pictures, mm. yeah. and it was absolutely wonderful. And don't think for a minute that I don't worry about their future yeah. in the world in which we live. I would have to think that tonight, I'm, you know, I know the audience at American Family Radio, and uh, that's a network of stations that tell us about what's going on with the culture. The culture is collapsing around us. Cancel culture has become such a huge factor. Critical race theory has become a major influence, and it's being shot into our schools, John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the scary thing about it, is that it's being crammed down the throats of young and people, sexual confusion. I mentioned that. Uh, I mean, telling five-year-olds you need to choose your gender, Mm -hmm. not only how unbiblical is that, but how insane is that? Absolutely. It's totally insane. I mean, that's just, again, my personal opinion, but... It's it's actually, in speaking from a psychological perspective as well as a theological perspective, but it's, it's actually impossible for someone five, six, seven years of age to know what gender they want to spend the rest of their life as. And even if they've been given all this propaganda on all the different shades of, you know, it just... uh, I saw a T-shirt. It's Pride Month. I saw a T-shirt on a person the other day that said, there are more than two genders Uh with the rainbow Yeah, the whole bit. And they've co-opted the rainbow, which was God's promise. I won't mm, judge the earth with the flood. mm -hmm. So, yeah, we could go on and on about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's the concern. You're a grandparent. You know that your grandchildren are exposed to this kind of thing in school. They're exposed to it on the Internet. What can you do about it? One of the things that I think about, and I talked to my oldest grandson, grandchild, Caden, because Caden is at that age where anything that he says or does regardless, will be out there forever. Yeah. And if he wanted to run for office or wanted to go to, to a Christian college, become a minister or a teacher or anything, 20 years down the road, somebody could pull that up and yeah. ruin his life. Yeah. Forgiveness, number one, giving people the benefit of the doubt, number two, yeah. and a strong foundation in God's unconditional love for 
us yeah. has got to be the starting place for our grandchildren, our kids, and for us. Yeah, and and I think about the scripture that uh, where Paul wrote to Timothy and said, "In the last days, dangerous times, perilous times are going to come," and he described some of the very things going on now, and then he said. From childhood, Timothy, you have known the Holy Scriptures. It's in Second, first, Second Timothy chapter three, not mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. About verse fourteen, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which first of all are able to make you wise to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We've talked about that. And then he went on to say, all Scripture is God-breathed. It is inspired. I believe very strongly it is inerrant in the original autographs. And he said, it is profitable Mm. for doctrine. Teach us what to believe. For reproof to correct us when we get out of line. And by the way, even my grandkids get out of line. In fact, frequently, I I saw a a grandson today and a great-grandson. And my grandson, Brandon, I'm really proud of the way he is uh, working with Braylon. He's a single dad, and he spends a lot of time with Braylon and loves him, and I'm just uh, thrilled with that. But I'm going to tell you, uh, he needs the the Word of God to get that into Braylon's young life. And and he's very young right now. He's about three years old. But the bottom line is uh, the kids need to know what to believe. They need to be corrected when they're wrong. Then they need to be brought back to the place in instruction in righteousness Mm -hmm. so that they'll know exactly how to live in a mature way. We have out there, Don, a lot of knowledge. I mean, it's at our fingertips. It's on our phones. We have a lot of knowledge, a lot of education. People know and can look up a lot of things. What we're lacking is wisdom and spiritual wisdom, especially. And Solomon talked about wisdom and uh, two statements that he made. First of all, he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. That's in Proverbs chapter one. Then in Proverbs chapter nine, he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, here's the key thing there. When we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about being terrified of the Lord like you are a grizzly bear or a a great white shark. What we're talking about is having an attitude of reverence, of respect, of awe. I I am so in awe of God Mm -hmm. as the creator, as the one. And and I'm a grandparent. You're a grandparent. In fact, I'm now a great-grandparent. It doesn't make me greater, but it does. There's there's a special place for great-grandparents. But one of my life goals right now is to somehow infuse into those grandchildren and great-grandchildren biblical truth. Mm -hmm. And, John, one of the things that we've done at the Master Life Coach Training Institute, we've put together a 14 week program that can equip grandmothers and grandfathers so that they will have the tools. And I think, you know, how many grandmothers and grandfathers feel just like you and I do? They want to do it. They want to have that impact. But they're thinking, okay, I've turned it over to the church. They'll do it. Turned it over to the youth pastor. Well, you know, sometimes that works out well. Sometimes it turned it over to the Christian school, you know. But the bottom line is God didn't say Christian schools raise your kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say, uh, you know, somebody else. That's for fathers. And I believe for grandfathers and grandmothers as well. Absolutely. And I believe that you grandparents, and parents too, by the way, I certainly wouldn't rule out mm-hmm. mom and dad. 
but what a great opportunity to coach up your kids. And, and John, I'd like to just put you on the spot if I mm. could. Uh, you have been a faith-based, a Christian life coach for lo these many years Low now. these many years. Yeah. Do you use these coaching principles with your grandkids? Oh, yes, I do. And they don't, of course, they're, if they're listening, Lindsay, cover their ears. <laughs> they don't even know that I'm using Christian coaching yeah. skills on them. Sure. But good listening, asking the right questions, bringing them to the point where they can think for themselves about something, yeah. that's coaching in a family perspective. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing smiles in the other room from Brad and from Rodney and from Bill because this whole thing of asking, cultivating questions and <laughs> intensive listening and, and then compassionate communication, those are the principles of Christian life sure, coaching. they are. And we also build into our program a foundation, and that foundation is the foundation that Jesus gave in John 17 for discipleship, where he talks about, I set an example for them, I introduced them to the gospel, and they came to trust in me as Savior. I pray for them, I intercede for them, and boy, I bet you intercede for your grandkids. Oh, every day. Yeah. Pray for them every day. Yeah. One of the things that I have modeled lo these many years after Jesus yeah. in coaching and in family relationships is presence. Hmm. Being present, whether at a distance, by phone, by text, yeah. whatever it may be, being present in person. Yeah just being available to our kids because so many kids out there have no one to go to. And that's huge, John. And that comes back to the fourth of those steps I was talking about, encouragement or shepherding. And a shepherd is with the sheep. An encourager, like the Holy Spirit, comes alongside to help. Mm -hmm. And then there's the teaching of the Word, the Logos, the whole counsel of God. And then we can send them out into a really perverted society oh, to shine his lights, the way Paul talked about in Philippians. And friend, if you'd like to talk with us about this, maybe you'd like some suggestions on how you can influence your grandchildren from a grandfather or two, and there are a couple <laughs> of us here, uh, or you'd like us to just pray with you and encourage you or talk with you about the chaos that you've dealt with, 855 855- 586 life is our number. That's 855-586-5433. Uh, John, statistics that came out last week suggested that 44% of Americans have hit the lowest emotional point of their lives during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. If there was a growing mental health crisis before 2020, this study finds out that the pandemic literally has sent it spiraling out of control. Half of Americans virtually feel they've lost control of their lives during the last year. Speak to that, if you will. I can tell you that in my environment, the statistics show that those between the ages of 24 and 32 attempted suicides increased 61% mm. during the pandemic because while people were being isolated, yeah. thinking that they could reach out and then finding out that they were not allowed to reach out was devastating yeah. on families, individuals, companies, churches, 
We have yet to have all of our members come back yet because some of them are still living in fear. And we're at our church having a, quote, grand reopening, unquote, on the 4th of July Mm. with a fellowship Mm. dinner, hamburgers and hot dogs, which is the 4th of July thing, after we worship our Lord and Savior on Sunday morning. And uh, But yeah, there are so many people who've been isolated, and I think that isolation, that loneliness factors in there. Once again, friend, our phone lines are open. We'd love to talk with you. 855-586-LIFE is the toll-free number. Christian Life Coach John Coleman is with me tonight. Our entire team is here for you. 1-855-586-5433. And you can learn more about Christian Life Coaching at masterlifecoach.org. We'll be right back with more of Encouragement Live right after this. I don't have to tell you that our culture is rapidly moving in a non-biblical direction. Cancel culture, sexual distortion, critical race theory, and other major left-leaning cultural shifts are penetrating our public education and even some churches. Don Hawkins here. As grandparents, how can we influence the generation to come in a positive way to counter these threats? The Master Life Coach Training Institute can help you coach your grandchildren and even great-grandchildren to help them stand firm against these dangerous trends. To learn more about our 14-week training course that can equip you to be a life coach for your family, you may visit www.masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. Distinctively Christian Life Coaching, a tool for making a difference for generations to come. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to see some of the places you read about in the Bible? Imagine walking where Jesus taught and performed miracles. Picture yourself at the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized, the Sea of Galilee, or the Garden Tomb. If you've ever wanted to experience these historical sites, we invite you to join us as we plan our next 11-day small group tour of the Holy Land. To learn more, visit Tourologist.com or phone 334-412-9475. That's Tourologist.com. With Social Security offices closed due to COVID, where and how should you enroll in Medicare? And is there a time deadline? As Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Tony has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. Her book, Medicare Survival Guide, can guide you through the Medicare maze. You can find Medicare resources at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. Welcome back to Encouragement Live. Our toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. Here again is your host, Don Hawkins, author of Master Discipleship Today. And we're so glad, friend, that you've chosen to join us tonight. In the midst of your busy schedule, thankful that you're taking some time to let us share some very important things with you. My good friend John Coleman with me tonight. Uh, John is a faith-based, a Christian life coach certified. He is also a professor of psychology at uh, Laterno University in East Texas and uh, involved in pastoral ministry for many years. 
and uh, also a grandfather. Uh, John, you look too young to be a grandfather. Well, thank you, Don. People used to tell me that, but it hasn't <laughs> happened in le- lately. Thank you so much. I, I wish people would tell me that again. Okay, Don, you look too young to be a grandfather. Thank you, John. You you, you, you win bet. the award thank tonight. You. Uh, okay, like appreciate like that. It. All right, the number is 855-586-LIFE. 855-586-5433. I hope, friends, you are listening intently tonight because I really believe that families are really at the crossroads in many ways, John. The pressures of our society, the things that we've mentioned, cancel culture, critical race theory, uh, confusion about gender identity and all of those kinds of things being poured at our young people through television, through media, the Internet, uh, education, all of these, and even in some churches these Mm -hmm. days, tragically. Um, But the bottom line is we as families can make a difference. I know you feel as strongly as I do about that. Absolutely. The fact, well, what we know is that that God created the family Mm -hmm. as the microcosm, as the example, the model, for yeah. everything we do in, in our Christian life and living it out in yeah. community. The pandemic, for a multitude of reasons, split, confused, got in the middle of so many families so that now they find themselves victims of indoctrination, yeah. not education. Hmm. So the kids bring home papers. They bring home lessons. Uh, they sit in front of a computer and say, I've got to do this for an assignment. And the parents absolutely are horrified, but they don't know what to do. Yeah. And grandparents, grandparents probably well. more so. More they, so. More because, so. again, they're a step away from the current culture. Many of them still trying to figure out how to use a smartphone. <laughs> or, uh, I call my grandkids when I have trouble oh, yeah, with I, mine. Kate and I talk or, a lot. You know, how, how do you reboot a computer or what does it mean to reboot a computer? Granddad, did you turn it on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when in doubt, reboot. That's, you know, that's what my grandkids tell me. But again, for grandparents, uh, how can I, in an organized way, have an influence? And I know that some of you listening tonight have some specific situations that maybe John and I could be of help to you about with your grandkids. If you want to talk about it, if you want to use a different name than your real name, we, you know, <laughs> we'll respect your privacy. We'll call you anonymous or you can call yourself uh, John, even though we have John <laughs> on right. the program or That's Sue right. or Elizabeth. Elizabeth's right here with us in the studio. She won't mind. She she won't mind. mind. 855-586-LIFE is the number. 855 855- Five eight six five four three three, John. Of all of these different threats that we've talked about, that grandparents can help their grandkids address, what would you say is the greatest threat of all? All of them, all of the above. Every single one of them. All of the above. Because in one way or another, they all kind of tie in together, and and the and in the absence of a good faith based foundation, a good yeah. Christian foundation, yeah. geared to the Word. Yeah. geared to the wisdom of God's word to us, they, they just run rampant. So it really is almost not as much, but the cancel culture is probably the one that concerns me overall the most yeah. because it just means a total lack of yeah. forgiveness. It's the more the most broad yeah, of the cover, three things I mentioned. That's yeah, exactly it really right. is an umbrella. Yeah. And the other things kind of plug in in, in big ways now, in that. Considering that I have both... 
boys and girls as grandkids, yeah. I right. really worry about the sexual confusion, yeah. the mm-hmm. sexual distortion, the yeah. the gender dysphoria, we call yeah. it in right. psychology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now CRT, depending upon where you live and where your kids go to school, may yeah. or may not have yeah. filtered down yet. Yeah. We've, we've been hearing places... Uh, Virginia has been one. There are other places as well where there, there's a big, strong push to put this in. I just was reading something about a major southern university uh, where the state legislature has passed a law or something, I guess it is a law, saying you can't teach critical race theory in our state schools. And the faculty is up in arms saying, we want to teach this stuff. They are. They are. And, And again, what I find so disturbing about all of these things... Yeah is that there are explanations, historical explanations, for any one of a number of the things that kids are exposed to nowadays, but yep. they're not given the opportunity to learn critical thinking about those. Mm, they're yeah. just told, believe this, yeah. America's evil, you believe this, off you go. And in fact, if you're a faculty member at a certain school and you don't believe this, out you out go. Out you go. You That's have exactly tenure? Right. Forget that. Even if you have tenure, yeah, tenure we'll find a way anything. to get rid of you. Yep. Yeah. How early do grandparents or parents, for that matter, need to be concerned about teaching their sons and daughters the biblical alternative to these threats to uh, Christianity? The day they're born. Yeah. Mm. I would say probably three years old, four yeah. years old, they begin to understand and can dialogue about that. Yeah. And you make it age appropriate as you go. Yeah. But honestly, it's got to start at the beginning because it begins with the parents and the grandparents when the child comes into this world. And again, if you'd like to learn more about the 14-week program, it's it's really an online program. It's not real complicated. Grandparents can do it. I've been through it. And Grandfathers and grandmothers can learn about this, and uh, you can find out more at masterlifecoach.org. That, of course, all runs together, (laughs) masterlifecoach.org. John, I think the first place we start as parents and as grandparents is living it out, Mm -hmm. setting an example, because what you are speaks so loud that the world can't hear what you say. You've probably heard that old chorus and sung it as I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, many times. Uh, but the reality is uh, we need to, and that's what Jesus did with his disciples. He said in John 17, I have manifested your name to the people you gave me, these disciples. Mm-hmm. They're yours, you gave them to me. And, and basically, manifesting God's name meant showing them what God's attributes were. God is holy. God is love. God is light. All of those different things. And we remember when the disciples said, you know, show us the Father. Yeah. Show us what God looks like. Show yeah. us what who God is. Yeah. Jesus said, you just watch me yeah. because I don't do anything except that the Father wills it. Yeah. And that was Philip who raised that question mm-hmm. in the upper room. And mm-hmm. Jesus very clearly, you have seen me. You have seen the Father. Absolutely. And uh, we are told to be imitators 
In fact, Paul said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Mm -hmm. And he essentially said that to the people to whom he wrote, and that was in 1 Corinthians. And and I believe that we will have... And and by the way, you've seen this, children imitating their parents, (laughs) imitating their grandparents. I remember a a fellow who was was a cowboy, grew up in West Texas, and walked a little bow-legged. You've you've seen this before? Oh, yeah. And he had his three- or four-year-old son with him holding his hand, and the kid's as bow-legged as his daddy. <laughs> he learned to walk like his sure, daddy. Sure. And so we've got to set that example first. They've got to see it in our lives. How many times have we looked at our kids or grandkids after they've said or done something and said, where did you where did you learn that? Yeah. And they go, from you. Yeah. Heard you, you know, say that. It's like, mm-mm. I didn't say that. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, I heard, you it. Did. I heard yeah. it. So that's about we start with that. And then at an appropriate age, and I think a very early age, to share a clear gospel message. And sometimes grandparents are better at this, John, than children and than, than parents are mm-hmm. with their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes the children and parents are a little too close. And the grandparents, again, there is one a perception. Yeah, there's yeah. A one step away and a perception of wisdom. But to be able to clearly explain to them that the fact is we are all sinners. None of us had to teach our kids or grandkids to do wrong. Mm-mm. They learned it naturally. And the penalty for sin is death. And people don't like to think about a that. A young child, very, very young child, yeah. knows what love is. Yeah. When we talk about love, we say, I love you. We hold them. We put them on our lap. We talk mm-hmm. to them. Sure. They know what love is. Yeah. So it's not a stretch to begin to indoctrinate them in a Christian perspective, yeah. in, in a faith-based context, to say, God, I love you. I'm, yeah. your, mm-hmm. I'm your father. But right. God loves you even more. Yeah, and and you as a father better be showing love mm-hmm. toward your child sure. if you're going to convey that. Don't because, again, it. there are a lot of people, and you deal with this in psychology today, people who've got that distorted view of yeah, a father right. and say, I don't, I don't want to talk about God as a father. Because, but, again, if you're living that out, but there's the good news. The penalty's been paid. God so loved the world. And, John, that's an unconditional love, isn't it? Is. It? Yeah. it is. When, when, when God says to us, I could keep this discipline, this penalty, yeah. this this whatever the result of your sinful life is over your head so that you're never sure, you know, what what what's the future holds for you. Yeah. But I choose in my sovereignty not to. Therefore, mm. you don't have to worry about that. It's done, it's sealed. My love for you is complete and unconditional. Yeah, he died and rose again, demonstrating his love and demonstrating the validity that when we place our trust in him. And you know, children can understand trust too. They that's, do. That's a very easy thing for a young child. They they trust their mother. Well, you know, in right psychology, here. we talk, Eric Erickson basically said the number one thing that a, a toddler and an infant have to learn is trust. Because if you can't trust the people who are given yeah. you to care for you, yeah. who can you trust? And the beautiful thing is First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care on him because he cares for you. Amen. Friend, tonight, if you've not yet made that decision to place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
John and I would encourage you, whatever your age, whatever your religious or church background, it is so important that you've come to the place in your life where you have placed your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, because you have done that, you're in a position then to communicate that good news to those grandchildren, to those children, and to have that eternal Mm -hmm. impact. We'd love to talk with you about it. The toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. That's 1-855-586-5433. We'll come back with our next segment right after this time out in these important words. Isaiah 40 tells of the ministry of John the Baptist to clear the way for the coming of the Lord Jesus. In the 21st century, Path Clearer Ministries, established by Dr. Tom Dooley, is clearing the way for others to follow an effective ministry to glorify Christ. The focus is on fostering biblical leadership and partnering with ministries of like purpose to maximize global kingdom influence. To learn more, visit pathclearer.com. With Social Security offices closed due to COVID, where and how should you enroll in Medicare? And is there a time deadline? As Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Tony has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. Her book, Medicare Survival Guide, can guide you through the Medicare maze. You can find Medicare resources at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. I think fear is part of the situation today. Dr. Tom Schof of the Hope Speaks Clinic. A change in mood for the worse, meaning sad or low, often there's low self-esteem. There'll be fatigue, change in energy, change in sleep pattern or sleep quality, change in appetite, potential change in concentration for the worse. To schedule a Zoom appointment with one of the Hope Speaks Christian professionals, you may call 972-669-1733. That's 972-669-1733. Are you someone who finds joy in helping others? If so, you might consider training to become a certified Christian life coach. The Master Life Coach Training Institute provides training that will equip you as a coach to use biblical principles to apply to personal, social, and relational issues. You can learn more about this 14-week training program that will move you toward life coach certification at masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. Back with John Coleman on Encouragement Live, the toll-free number 855-586-LIFE. That's 855-586-5433. We're talking about having an impact on your grandchildren as well as your children and maybe your great-grandchildren in a world that really is in chaos. Uh, We've talked about the coronavirus and the impact that it has had, the grief that it's led to. Uh, John, you've shared with us about your own grief, and I know in many families there's been grief and all of this kind of pain. But the reality is there is an answer. There is hope, and and that hope is found in the loving provision that Jesus Christ has made. Amen. And who better 
to convey that to our children, our grandchildren, and those of us who are grandparents from our own walk with the Lord. And, uh, you know, I want to come back to this thing of coaching our grandchildren. There's a difference in coaching and counseling. Yes, very much. And a huge difference. Counseling, I use the illustration of going in a hospital. Mm. You go in the hospital, you get, uh, for example, they want to find out, Where did this disease come from? Where did this sickness come from? We need to help you uh, get past that. And people need counseling. There's no question about that. Uh, Many times people in grief have become depressed. They become suicidal. There's a lot of that. And we certainly want to talk to anybody who's in that situation. But then a person gets to the place where they're trying to figure out, how do I make sense of life? Mm. How can I make good decisions going forward? I've got a, a career decision to make. I've got grandchildren I want to help. I want to figure out how to go about that. And and that's coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting, the concept uh, really ties back into the Wild West. The Old West, you had the stagecoach. Yeah. Now, what percentage of stagecoaches had a reverse gear? None. Not a one. <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> you can't picture yeah. a horses galloping uh-uh. backwards with uh-uh. the stagecoach. Just doesn't happen. And and that's what life coaching is all about, isn't it? It's helping people move forward. Coaching, as much as anything that I've been involved with over the years is forward-looking, is based on hope, but it's also mm. based on sound principles of planning yeah. and carrying out those plans. Yeah. Whether you're a friend to somebody, a family member to somebody, uh, you're an employer to somebody, an employee to somebody, a coworker to somebody, a student, a teacher, coaching is just good, solid relationship. Yeah. And Christian coaching especially yeah. has a foundation that no other coaching has. And successful coaches, for example, in athletics, you take football, you take baseball, you take a basketball, uh, a good coach builds a rapport mm. and a relationship, and, and that relationship develops trust, and, and it's there. Uh, there's another factor that we need to talk about, John, and that is this whole thing of listening. Mm. Uh, James chapter 1 tells us we need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I think sometimes we grandparents have trouble with our grandchildren because we see them getting off the rails or uh, we hear them maybe commenting about some of these factors that we mentioned, cancel culture or some of the other things, and we deliver a little lecture to mm. them. And then we're frustrated because somehow they haven't responded. Right. What do we need to do to correct that? <laughs> one of the things and probably one of the most important things, Don, that we can do is to first listen. Mm. When... Um, well, one of my favorite idioms from the leadership uh, uh, world is seek first to understand. Oh, then to be understood. Before being understood. Yes. How can I expect you to listen to me if I'm not first willing to listen to you? Yeah. And, you know, God created us in such a way that we would understand the importance of mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. He made us with two ears. We both have headphones on, right, in case you're right, wondering, right. and one mouth. And we only have one microphone. We've got two ear covers on our headphones. Absolutely. So God wants us to listen twice as much, I think. As and even talk. at my age, and, you yeah. know, I have a day. I'm so old, I have my own day. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I get busy. 
Uh, I get on on the phone. I get you know, sure. an appointment yeah. booked. It's full. Yeah. And 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 so I'm I'm hearing you, but I'm not listening mm. to you. I tell my yeah. students, listen between the lines. Yeah. There's a difference in hearing and listening. Absolutely. That's one of the things we teach in the Master Life Coach Training Institute training. The distinction, the difference between those, and then that one uh, A item that goes along. Uh, Asking cultivating questions, mm, mm. and we use the word cultivating intentionally, and there's a biblical reason for that. Well, Jesus taught in well, it was an agrarian society, so yeah. he used a lot of agricultural references. Yeah, and and it's, it's easy for anybody to understand who has a garden, who's seen a potted plant, yeah. who has a has a green thumb, or like me, has a black thumb. You oh, know, yeah, we, that's me. Too. Yeah, we well, un- mine's purple. Yeah, oh, there you go. We understand. <laughs> yeah, that some people. Plant. Some people cultivate. Yeah. Some people harvest. Well, God I, brings I love, in the harvest. I love Paul's words. I planted. Paul Apollos. Uh, Paulus watered. God gave the increase. Absolutely. And and that's what we see in churches. That's what we see in evangelism. Uh, but even with our grandchildren. We're sowing and watering seed, and a part of that cultivating process to get the ground ready so they'll receive the seed is to listen. Again, like you said, that great quote, first seek to be understood. No, or to, first understand. Seek to understand. Thank you. And see, because yeah. I, I do the same thing. I yeah. get those two things. It's so easy to get confused over those. And, and that's part of what this life coach training will help you do. It'll help you I make sure you get this down. Yeah. I can be at a table with, with my three grandkids and my daughter and son in law. And there's so much going on yeah. that to really stop and listen fully to one of them takes deliberate. Effort. That's one reason why mm-hmm. coaches and counselors at the end of the day are exhausted. Yeah, they've been it, listening. Yeah, yeah, if you've been mm-hmm. listening right, yeah. you're tired Yeah, because it's work. It's not hard work, but it's steady work. And there's empathy involved oh, in that. Now, there's a big, a big difference between empathy and sympathy. Help us connect that with the grandparent-grandchild relationship. You know, if, if my granddaughter comes in and she has skinned her knee— Mm-hmm. And I look at her and I say, Marin, honey, I know that hurts. Yeah. I have let her know that I'm trying to get inside her pain. Whereas if I just say, I'm sorry you skint your knee, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm being sympathetic. Yeah. But she doesn't feel the connection. So when I say, you know, when I was your age, I fell down a lot mm. and skinned my knee more times than you can imagine. And yeah. I know that hurts. Yeah. Then she climbs up on my lap. She smiles. She quits crying. Yeah. That's empathy. And also you go along with the question there, tell me how it feels. Tell mm-hmm. me, you know. And sometimes the medical approach uh, that they use in doctor's offices and hospitals, they'll say, uh, for example, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad does it feel? 11. 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. It's really bad. And here's something too, Don. Uh, when when I say tell me yeah. how that feels, it doesn't matter if what they say makes no logical sense at all. Yeah, you accept that and say, you know what, I hear you. Yeah, I'm listening I feel to you. That. I'm paying attention to you, no. and that gives them a level of respect. And sometimes, John, we have this knee-jerk reaction. Mm. We hear some statement uh, that 
They're mimicking something that they've read online or something they've heard in school, and we want to jump in there and say, how could you, you know, Absolutely. we want to grab them by their shoulders, and, and that's the worst thing that we could do. The bottom line is, if we listen to them, we let them know that we're hearing what they have to say, that builds a rapport and a trust that causes them then to pay attention to us. You know, one of the first things that, that I may say to a student or a friend or a family member is, I hear you. Mm, yeah. But more than just hear you, I am listening to your yeah. emotions yeah. as mm-hmm. well as your words. Yeah, and, and there's verbal and there's nonverbal communication. Did you know that 70% of our communication is nonverbal? Yeah, I just wrote 70%. an article on that. Did you really? About yeah. a month ago, a month yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. It's Stunning. Uh, you know, I've, I've read a, a couple of articles and a doctoral dissertation about nonverbal communication, and I was astounded at the research on that. Oh, man. It really because is. Because you can say anything, yeah, but it's what you show and what yeah. people can read in you nonverbally yeah. that really speak the loudest and speak the truth. It's kind of like in a marriage when your wife says, are you angry? I'm not angry. I'm not angry. No. How dare you think I'm angry? How could you think I'm angry? (laughs) I'm just as loving as I can be. That's right. And don't you forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes grandparents communicate that way to grandchildren, the crotchety old grandpa. And uh, let's don't be that way. Let's. One of the things that I prayed for years, John, is God help me not ever become a bitter old man. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I met some Mm -hmm. bitter old men. My father was one, yeah. and I made that decision a long time ago yeah. that I do yeah. not want to end my life yeah. as an angry, bitter yeah. old man. And and sadly, we've seen that, and we've seen the effect that it has on children, on grandchildren. Generations. Yeah. Generations. Now, I want to come back to this thing as we wind down our program, how coaching can mm-hmm. make a difference for a grandpa, a grandma, in communicating to grandson, you to bet. granddaughter. You bet. Help us land the plane on it. Where, where is the greatest benefit, uh, you know, for in terms of using the coaching as opposed to just winging it? Trust and unconditional acceptance. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's your grandchildren, your children, your adult friends, siblings. Trust, trust has to be there. Yeah. That you have my best interest at heart and that I can trust you. And then the unconditional acceptance of I love you for who you are, mm-hmm. where you are, and together we're going to go forward. And I'm listening to you. I'm asking you those questions mm-hmm. that can help. Mm-hmm. I'm setting that example for you. And friend, you can find out more about this uh, program for life coaching your grandchildren at masterlifecoach.org. Again, that's masterlifecoach.org. John, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's a real joy. Thank you, friend, for joining us for Encouragement Live.